This is the Horse Radio Network. Welcome to a very special show of Horsemanship Radio. We often like to bring guests on who stand tall for causes that make horses' lives better. And we're very fortunate today to have Ms. Priscilla Presley, who's always had horses in her life and is a lifelong animal advocate, too. And Keith Dane, Senior Advisor on Equine Protection for the HSUS. And I'm going to start with you, Keith, because this is such an important subject and we're advocates for horses and keeping them sound and keeping them in our lives. And you've got some important information for us. So I want you to give us a little background about the politics of what we're trying to do in this conversation, please. Sure. Well, as you know, the Horse Protection Act has been around since 1970, and it was passed with the intention of ending the cruel practice of soaring mm-hmm. to Tennessee walking horses and related breeds. Soaring is the intentional infliction of pain to the lower limbs of the horses that cause them to step quickly and high and produce this gait that is known as the big lick, which mm-hmm. is prized in Tennessee walking horse shows. Um, for years, groups like the Humane Society of the United States have been pressing for reform. Uh, the industry has been totally unwilling to do so from within, and so we've been relying on federal regulators, the U.S. Department of Agriculture in this case, to enforce the law and to strengthen its enforcement to try to crack down on this problem. Unfortunately, there are some loopholes in both the federal law and the regulations that USDA puts out okay. to support its enforcement. And um, so we've been trying to get those loopholes closed. One task that we've been trying to take is a legislative one to amend the Horse Protection Act to close those loopholes. And there is a bill that we've discussed before called the PAST Act, the Prevent All Soaring Tactics Act, which would do just that. This bill has overwhelming industry support, veterinary group support, law enforcement, humane community. Right. Uh, everyone except the people that are doing this to the horses supports the bill, but we haven't been there able you to go. get it passed. Yeah. Yeah. It so, a, a huge, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it has a huge um, number of co sponsors in both the House and Senate of Congress. Both houses have a majority that have co sponsored, which is very rare on any animal protection bill. But there are some obstructionists in Congress that have not let the bill go through. Yikes. So in lieu of that, in lieu of that, USDA has now decided to um, amend its own regulations to close some of those loopholes. And they recently put out a rule for public comment that would do just that. So can people go there to comment on it? Uh, is this something that's public? Yes, absolutely. They, uh, the department has been holding a series of public uh, comments. Uh, meetings around the country. There's one more left on September 6th in Riverdale, Maryland, and then there'll be a virtual uh, meeting by teleconference. And okay. the location and numbers for those are on the USDA's website, and we can get that to you so you can provide the link to your listeners. But even for folks who don't want to attend or can't, there is a place on the regulations.gov website that people can go and comment. Or they can go to the Humane Society website at humanesociety.org slash HPA, that's Horse Protection Act, HPA rule, and uh, make comments there because we're collecting comments from our supporters and sending them in to USDA. 
Good. Yeah, good. Okay. Well, let's bring in Ms. Presley. I, I know that you're a horse lover. You've been a horse lover for a long, long time. And uh, there's a reason you're on this call, too. Uh, I'd, I'd love to put some perspective on this. How long has this all this soaring stuff been going on, Ms. Presley? Well, this is going on for many, many years. Like he said, there was a there was a USDA passed a bill in 1970 to stop it. Right. And he gave you the whole explanation of how that happened and uh, how what all the loopholes were. And uh, I just discovered it a few years ago because Elvis and I had Tennessee walking horses. Mm-hmm. We fell in love with that breed. And we um, just, you know, we still have a couple of them at Graceland. Mm-hmm. So um, I learned about it. Uh, actually, Keith, uh, uh, Dane had drawn my attention to it, what, about three or four years ago, Keith? Um, right. When in 1982, I had gone to the Celebration Act with a Tennessee ho- um, a walking horse uh, that lives at Graceland. And... Uh, um, Howard Hamilton, who was a trainer, saw the horse on the grounds of Graceland and said to our stable manager, my God, the horse is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to, you know, put the, sh- put the horse in, in to show. Um, and uh, we, I agreed, and, and the manager, a horse manager agreed. But the show on, the horse did beautifully. Yeah. I have any secret threat. And um, and then there was a trophy that was passed around each year with Graceland written on it um, mm-hmm. to all the winners, and then they would pass it on the next year to to the new winners. And when I found out about soaring and all that went on behind the scenes, I asked for that trophy back and to please, um, you. you know, yeah. and that's when I got involved actually in the soaring uh, issue and wanting to be involved with the past act to get passed in uh, Congress. Great, great. Uh, you, your first horses, I, I read that were quarter horses, not even Tennessee walking horses. We had quarter, yes, we had quarter mm-hmm. horses and, and um, three Tennessee walking horses. Yeah, eventually. Did, did you or Elvis have any kind of horse background before he surprised you with this first <laughs> quarter horse? <laughs> I, I did. I, I've um, always loved horses since I was a young girl and rode um, many, 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 many times on quarter horses. And that was my favorite breed at the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we were introduced to the Tennessee walking horse, um, at the Lennox uh, stables uh, out right in Memphis or in, in Tennessee, close to Memphis. Um, actually, it was in Memphis, right? That's, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and we fell in love with Carbon Copy, and Elvis just yeah. went nuts with a beautiful, um, beautiful black stallion and um, found out that he was a winner of the Tennessee walking um, breed, and that's when he decided he wanted one. Little did we know anything about about soaring at that time. And sure, I know that, that yeah. that's the crazy part. So he, the horse that he got was called Bear, if I remember right. correctly. Yeah, right. Tennessee mm-hmm. walking horse. And what I love about that is that um, the horses, their gait is natural. It it They're has a beautiful gait. That's right. That's right. They're naturally gated, a beautiful gait. And um, you know they don't need to. You know the the, the big lick is. What they do to these horses is incredible. No humane person would ever, ever allow this if they saw what went on the scenes to get those horses to have that big lick. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the soaring process of putting uh, uh, caustic uh, chemical, chemicals mm-hmm. on their legs, lower legs, and then wrapping it with like a saran wrap 
so that it presses up against the skin and then chains on it. So when they lift their leg, it hits the skin. And hurts. Uh, hits, hits it. And yeah. they want to go. They're not stepping down pleasantly, obviously. So what they're doing is they're trying to avoid the, the pain by stepping up higher. And um, the more pain, the higher they step. So that is not a natural gait at all. And that's torture and barbaric. Right. It's an exaggeration of what is already beautiful and nature put in place. And the, and the crazy thing that I read about is that this whole um, exaggeration method has only been about, I don't know, it's maybe 60, 100 years old at this point. Not even, I don't think, because it but started only off. about is enough. Yeah, well, I know it's time to stop for sure. Yeah. But what's crazy is there are so many, I mean, so many traditions that they like to say, oh, they've been around forever. And why are you trying to change tradition? I'm thinking, no, it hasn't. It's only been in the crazy last century that you you devise this thing to take a beautiful natural gait right. and, and make it crazy. Yeah. And I think when people find out just like you, that they, they move away from it. Uh, one of the things that I think is important to know is how much you love horses. And I, and I wondered at Graceland, uh, what was bringing in horses like a family bonding sort of thing, or were they more for Elvis to find alone time and you to find alone time? What were they used for? No, no Elvis actually, no, Elvis liked horses a lot, but mm-hmm. I would ride every day. Uh, he had presented me with a, a Christmas gift with a quarter horse, mm-hmm. and his name was Domino. He's a four-year-old quarter horse. And he saw me riding every day out of his office window. And he, he said, you know, he wanted to join me. And, wanted, and I've had such a good time riding all around the grounds that he bought himself a, a quarter horse as well called um, yeah. Sun, the House of the Rising Sun, actually. Uh-huh. And then, then when he saw the Tennessee walking horse, he fell in love with it. So he yeah. had both Sun and um, the quarter horse and the Tennessee walking horse. And yeah, it was, it was sport. It was fun. It was, it was getting fun. out. Absolutely. It was downtime for him. It was a way, it was like, it was just a way for him to relax. He would go out into the barn with the horses, wash them. I mean, it was something that he really, really enjoyed doing. And it was alone time for us at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And it was also, um, he would ride with his friends, of which he bought a horse for all of the guys and basically their wives as well, so that we could all ride together. And it was really just a, a fun time. Yeah, you wrote at night. You wrote at two or three in the morning. Did you? <laughs> we, Did you? We wrote at all hours of the day. Oh, you're so fun. You're so yeah. fun. Well, horses but can see. Ever, <laughs> but um, if he ever knew that this one on, you know, behind the right. scenes, he never would have ever condoned their treatment. I mean, it's just, uh, yes. if you see the footage of the film, um, the videos of, of what when, when you see these horses suffering, it's just uncalled for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we went We went to the celebration years ago at the invitation of some people who were trying to put a kibosh on it. And it's just amazing to us that it's still going on. I think that was 2006 or eight. I can't remember. But um, it, it's like a little enclave of a few people that are, you know, they've built, a, they've circled the wagons and are, are trying to keep some sort of short-lived tradition alive. And, and right. I don't understand it for the horses. Well, what I love about the, the fact that you're fighting back is you're fighting for a breed. I mean, I think we're literally fighting for a breed right now, a Tennessee walking horse breed. And, um, and I'm so glad that you're using some of your influence to, to do that. People, people find horses so relaxing and so, um, appealing. I'm, I'm not even sure. I mean, I'm so close to it my whole life. I'm not even sure what it is about horses that are so completely different and appeal to the soul of people. Do you ever stop and think? 
I don't advocate any torture of any animals. Any there you go. Thing anyway, yeah. yes, they're beautiful. My gosh, I mean, there is something very sedating about being a horse or around a horse. Um, they're gentle giants. They're beautiful. And again, you know, how they're trained and, and, and you can have a great horse or you have a bad trainer who trains mm-hmm. a horse in fear. But, you know, the opponents of this rule are not speaking for, for the entire industry. It's like you said, rather only as, you know, only one small sorted fragment of it. Mm-hmm. And their testimonials deliberately and disingenuously shield criminals, and they are criminals who are already breaking the federal law, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. committing these acts and cruelty and, you know, cheating just to win prizes. And that's what's so, you know, just it's so, appalling. Yeah, yeah. It, it is appalling. And and the Big Lick supporters maintain that the illegal activity is restricted to just a bad few apples, but that's an entire lie, and mm-hmm. they know it. Yeah, you can't so. get that exaggerated gait just by, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's the experience like lobbying on Capitol Hill? Encourage us a little. <laughs> well, it was an experience. Let's just put it that way. I got to learn a little bit about how it's run. Um, uh, yes, I was there actually with Keith, and uh, talk to senators and representatives uh, to try to get you know, co-sponsorship, and we got quite a few, in fact. And um, it's a, it's so it's a you know for the past act, it's an overwhelming, overwhelmingly uh, industry support and the bipartisan uh, co-sponsorship of the majority of both houses, which is um, that's, which is why it's it's um, not understanding you know why this hasn't gone on, except to my dismay. Sorry, but thanks to the obstruction of politicians, beholden to the big lip machine, mm. this is what we have. You know, this is a, it's a, it's yeah. certain people in the industry, and I wish I could name name them, but um, well, I think you could probably Google them, <laughs> probably yeah. find out find out if people are interested. I know, I know the same. We put on uh, horses and healing clinics for the our veterans with PTS. We call it PTSI, post traumatic stress injury, um, and and we find the same. You know, I haven't done what you've done in March, um, but we are trying to do in our little corner of the world. In fact, we would love to have you out for a, a USO moment for us, but um, come to one of our horses and healing clinics. Keith knows the program a little bit and um, is supportive of it, which I appreciate. Uh, Keith, and you're a horse person, too, I know. As a horse person, uh, is it is it just mind-blowing that this hasn't passed yet? It really is. I mean, when you get such overwhelming support, for one thing, Debbie, the horse industry rarely comes together in support of any laws or regulations that are going to in any way restrict or confine what they do. But the fact that, you know, so many groups in the industry have tried to work with the walking horse, big lick people to get them to change over the years and have, you know, come to the conclusion that there's no chance of that happening. The fact that these groups have all come forward, dozens of horse industry groups, and as I said, veterinary groups, law enforcement, to support this, and that has generated such support in Congress is unfathomable and really disappointing in our in our governmental process that you can't get a bill like that passed just because there are a few key people in Congress that can block it from coming to a vote. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we at the Humane Society of the United States have been working at this issue for a long time. And we're never going to quit until this hearing is ended. And like we intend to use whatever means are available, legal means available, to shut this down. And we're very supportive of USDA's efforts to regulation And I think what's important too, Keith, is like we've talked about before, is former stakeholders in the industry have shared the ugly truth. And that is virtually every horse 
forced to perform this, you know, unnatural gate has been soared. And the the big lick, you know, is the contrived gate, of course, and, and it goes through pain, but it's well documented that the, that the abuse is per, per, uh, per, pervasive. And, mm-hmm. and this is what's so disappointing, that mm-hmm. it's out there. They know it. Yeah. And we should note, too, for people who don't know the Tennessee walking horse breed that well, is that there's flat shod showing there. You can still compete on a Tennessee walking horse if that's your um, inclination. But um, there are natural gates that are being fosh is uh, I know one of the programs um, flat flat shod horses. and it's beautiful. They have a beautiful gait. The shows are gorgeous. Uh, there is no reason to put stacks and, and silly things all over these horses. That's right. That's right. Those shows are a celebration of the horse's natural ability, not a celebration of animal cruelty. There you go. I like that. I'll write that down. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, Miss Presley, uh, horses just seem content with you, and and you seem to be a cuddler too, like me. I I cuddle um, around horses. Was Elvis more like a kind of the quiet cowboy type, or did he give his horses kisses too? Oh my God! Yes, he did. No, he 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 uh, took care of his own horses. I mean, we all had our horses, but mm-hmm. he would wash them, brush them, um, braid the hair. Uh, at the early morning hours, he'd get silly and make funny, you know, braids in the hair, and mm-hmm. and uh, see what you know, with a long braid or a couple of braids. He had such a great sense of humor. Um, but no, he 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 loved his horses, and that's why they are still at Graceland. Many of the horses, of course, they're no longer alive, but we we keep that that tradition there and will always be there. Good. That's good to hear. I know you do rescue there, which is right. uh, quite kind of you. Thank you for that. We've we've got some ways to go on that too, but people are getting behind that yes, too. Thank do. you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you both for joining us today. I hope this is just um, a start of some support that we can give you and um, and bring this shine the light on on this Tennessee walking horse breed that is just so beautiful and so wonderful to ride. And our listeners can really help by by going to the site and and like Keith had said, where you where you can go to to state you know state your voice, do whatever you can, call your congressman, your senators, write a letter, voice it. And we need all the help we can get for the support. They're worth it. Thank you so much. Thank you both for joining us on Horsemanship Radio. We'll have you back. The Horsemanship Radio Show is published on the 15th and the 30th of every month and sponsored by Monty Roberts University and Index Fund Advisors at IFA.com. You can listen at HorsemanshipRadio.com or search any podcast player for Horsemanship Radio Show. The Horsemanship Radio Show is part of the Horse Radio Network, the largest online podcast network dedicated to horse lovers worldwide, with almost 5,000 episodes published. You can listen to all 10 shows on the Horse Radio Network. You can listen to all 10 shows at horseradionetwork.com or download the app. It's free, iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. It's free and it's easy to use. Thank you for listening. Now go hug your horse. <laughs>